Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking uh, not that bad. Chilly, though. Clear skies, 40 degrees in Buffalo. Tentative deal. Kaleida Health and the unions representing more than 6,300 health care workers have reached a tentative agreement on a new contract. It was announced shortly after midnight. This averts a potential strike at multiple local hospitals. That deal reached after a marathon stretch of bargaining that went through the weekend. The final issues, wages, and staffing. Details of the agreement have not yet been released until members are briefed. Ratification votes will be held in the coming days. In mid-September, workers gave the bargaining committee authorization to call a strike if a contract couldn't be reached. That situation now averted. The Bills were down early, but never out in Baltimore. Fourth and goal from the two. Ravens offense still on the field. Here we go. Here we go. Fourth and goal from the two. Davis in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. Now he's in motion to the left side. In the shotgun. Snap. Jackson going to throw, takes a look, pocket collapsing, drops back, throws it towards the end zone. It is intercepted in the end zone, picked off in the end zone. Jordan Poyer stepped in front of that pass, picked off in the end zone by the Bills veteran safety, Jordan Poyer. How about that one? Two Jordan Poyer interceptions helped the Bills turn around a 17-point deficit into a 23-20 win in Baltimore. Here's Poyer after the game. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a win, it's a, it's awesome. Uh, you know, win like this, close game. I think there's been a lot of talk that the Bills haven't been able to win the close games or whatever, you know, obviously last week coming down to the wire. But, you know, we're, we're a good football team. We understand that. Made some mistakes early on in the game, and we were able to correct it. Nobody was pointing fingers. Nobody was saying, hey, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, we just came out one play at a time, brick by brick, didn't blink, and we made the plays when we had to. Josh Allen ran for one touchdown through another, led the Bills on the eventual game-winning drive at the end of the game. It's situational football. It's what Coach McDermott preaches to us. You know, just our defense leads to offense. Office, you know, puts us in positions to win games. And a couple of huge kicks by Tyler Bass. Um, obviously the last one there. And, you know, you always love – those are those are games that you love winning, man. It's just – it's a hard-fought battle um, both ways. Winning on the last play of the game is, uh, is always fun. And, you know, proud of our guys for how they played. Yeah, very last play of the game. The Bills end up winning back at home next week to take on the Steelers. Sunday at 1 o'clock feels good after a win for sure. Kind of a soggy, damp, Oof. 
strange affair. Um, kind of the whole first half, you're wondering what is going on exactly. with this team, able to turn it around and gut out a win. We're going to be talking about it a little bit later on this morning with Sal Capaccio, what the, we might have learned from the Bills in that win against another top team in the AFC. Baltimore could be a good one to have in the back of your pocket when the season ends. Uh, more with Sal coming up at about 750 this morning, and we'll hear uh, kind of how it all played out throughout the morning here on WBEN. In other news, search and rescue efforts still underway in parts of Florida in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Andrew Wick rode out the storm on his boat, docked at a Fort Myers marina. He says once the storm started, he regretted the decision immediately, and his boat soon started to sink. My boat started going down, so I jumped. I couldn't jump left. I had to jump straight back onto the dock and ran um, as far as I could to the first boat on the dock. Wick rode out the storm on that boat for 12 hours and made it out unharmed. The search for survivors continues in southwest Florida among the wreckage of Hurricane Ian. Rescuers also finding more bodies as the death toll climbs. Many residents caught off guard when the storm's predicted path turned south, devastating the Fort Myers area. I spent time in one neighborhood, the Siesta Bay RV Park. 900 homes, mostly elderly people, with not many means. When we were there, it had been more than 24 hours since the storm, and none of those houses had an X on them. That X that we see after every storm, usually within the first couple of days, that tells us this home has been checked. There was either no one inside or there was someone inside that had died. It's Ginger Z reporting. We'll continue to bring you the latest as the cleanup now begins from Ian in Florida. On Saturday, the Canadian government officially lifted all COVID restrictions, including use of the ArriveCan app and need for proof of vaccination when entering the country. The United States, however, still has a vaccination requirement for all international travelers. Congressman Brian Higgins has spent months urging the Biden administration to drop those mandates. Well, announced over the weekend in the NFL, changes to the way the league will handle concussions could be in effect within this week. That's after Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa suffered two apparent head injuries just days apart. Chris Nowinski is co-founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. He's among those calling for changes. We're the reason why there are protocols, but we're still playing games with people's brains and we all now have to be aware of what's happening to NFL players 10, 20, 30 years down the line. We might look back on this moment and say, oh, that's the moment that everything started going bad. And I don't wish that on Tua, but that's just the reality that we live in now. This is one of those situations where anybody should have been able to determine without evaluating the patient that that's a concussion or at a minimum, if you're talking about the future of the franchise, not put him back into the game. All right. Chris Nowinski, their former pro wrestler, too. Those chair shots to the head gave him a concussion. That's why he started the uh, foundation. No joke. It so was, he knows. <laughs> he knows a thing or two, but uh, one of the people pushing for a change. We'll see uh, how that changes in the days ahead. The U.S. Supreme Court returns to session today. This term follows a controversial session that included rulings on guns and the overturning of Roe versus Wade and will be the first with newly appointed justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson. She's not going to dramatically change the ideological balance on this court. It's still very much a conservative court, six 
conservative justices, three liberals. She replaced, remember, retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. Of course, she's the first black woman on this bench, but she brings a breadth of experience uh, that has never been seen before as well. She's, of course, the first former public defender on this bench. It is a new day at the court, but they're still grappling with a lot of that fallout from the abortion decision and guns decision uh, last term. That's Devin Dwyer in Washington. All right. And if uh, your Bill's fever is carrying through the week, you know, there's ways to deal with that. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. It's corn. It's Josh Allen. It's both. The pick and patch and corn maze in Ontario County has gone all out this year for all those Buffalo Bills fans as they constructed an intricate and absolutely amazing Buffalo Bills QB corn maze. Melanie Wickham, owner of the patch, says they wanted to do something extra special for the 30th year in business, and they like the odds of the Bills winning it all this year. We really believe we're going to the, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And Josh Allen is a farmer from California, and it just seemed like a really good fit this year that we would we would do a Go Bills maze, <laughs> and so so we did. The Pumpkin Patch is also teaming up to give back. And then we partnered with the Patricia Allen Fund um, that benefits the John O'Shea Hospital here in Buffalo. We're all about families here at our Pumpkin Patch. And the, the charity is one that, you know, is near and dear to Josh's heart. Um, and since it does benefit families, you know, we're, we're really tuned into that. More details on the farm and an aerial view of the maze is available to you on our website. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Hey, it's pretty cool. Looks like a big corn maze out in Ontario County. It's incredible. The yeah. thing I never got, though, you, you go to any corn maze, and whether it looks like Josh Allen, looks like a pumpkin, a spider, anything like that, I, uh, I'm amazed by how they're able to do it, like yeah. how intricate it can be, the planning that must take place right. to uh, be able to map that out and create an image while also having it be a functional maze. The thing that I'm always wondering, though, is, you know, you go to the maze, you can't tell what it looks you like. Can't, you can't. You'd have to be above it <laughs> to to appreciate. You'd be it. like flying in a helicopter or something. Like they're doing it all for the aerial image. I give them right. credit because they could make it look like they could tell you spaghetti. It was and you know, I wouldn't know. Right. You could tell me it's Josh Allen. It could uh, not There's look like no that. No way you'd know. Uh, but that's the dedication that these Bills fans are going to, and uh, you can check it out again. WBEN.com. It is cool. Your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast. We're looking at mostly sunny skies for today with highs in the upper 50s close to 60 degrees tonight mainly clear and frosty again with lows in the 30s on tuesday partly to mostly sunny with highs in the mid 60s near 70 with sunshine on wednesday with your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast i'm chief meteorologist aramankowski a tentative deal with Kaleida Health and its unions reached just after midnight. And joining us this morning with some analysis, labor analyst Art Wheaton. Uh, Art, quietly this weekend, marathon negotiations were held between Kaleida and its two health care unions. And early this morning, a tentative deal was reached. We don't know details until members are briefed. But what are you thinking about this deal? I'm thinking it's fantastic. I think it shows that the best, the best solution is a negotiated solution, and the fact that we were caught by surprise that the deal came at midnight is a good thing, that negotiations are best when they're not done in the press. It comes just a couple weeks after union workers voted to authorize uh, that you know ability to strike with 10 days' notice. 
How much do you think that played a factor? Because uh, things appeared to move uh, at, right after that, Art, by the way, there was a week where negotiations weren't happening because of other things going on within the hospital, not because of you know any stalemate or anything, but they weren't able to come to the table. So really, just a week of negotiating after that happened, a deal is reached. I think it's great. I think it shows that they didn't launch the 10-day strike vote that they did not they never triggered that 10-day notice and that the workers care about the hospital and if they had emergency staffing needs and the whole thing is about staffing if they didn't have time to have the bargaining team away from their jobs then they understood that that they care about the patients so i think it was good on both sides both the collida management and both unions you know and for collida management did they have too much to lose if a strike was called? Well, the strike that they had for the Catholic health system supposedly cost about $89 million. And Kaleida had lost, they said, since COVID started, around $200 million. So you don't, you can't really afford a strike, and you really can't afford not to have workers. So there's never an easy job at the bargaining table. And whether it was here last year or around the country and what we're seeing in healthcare systems, I mean, this is really a disaster situation that was averted here, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think there's got to be a small shout out to the governor as well, because uh, Kathy Hochul released uh, someone in the administration approved $25 million for Kaleida to try to help make up for some of that shortfall, not for wages, but that $200 million loss for trying to protect us through COVID really does make an impact on your budgets. Art, when these go to the members for the ratification vote, generally are they overwhelmingly accepted? It really depends, and I think the the pause in uh, voting or the pause in negotiating can kind of help that they were able to try to explain things to their membership. And the fact that they took the strike vote tells all of the members that they tried as hard as they could at the table. And the marathon, you know, hours at the bargaining table and extending it weeks and weeks and several months lets the members know that they did as much as they could. I don't think rejecting this offer will come back with a stronger offer afterwards. I think they really got as much as both sides could agree to. All right, and negotiations have already started with ECMC nurses and the state nurses union. They're bargaining a new contract. How will this Kaleida deal affect those negotiations, do you think? Every time you get a deal in the same industry, it helps the next one so that they can use pattern bargaining. They can use some of the same concepts and ideas, and they can use it as somewhat of a template. But each each business is different. They can They have to make changes to adjust for themselves. But the fact that they were able to make a deal without going on strike is a good sign for ECMC. Hey, Art, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Labor analyst Art Wheaton. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.